Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is uh, Shane, the host of From the Shadows podcast, and I'm here with Jason, the super producer. Greetings, everybody. And the one and the only resident skeptic, the Ozark Howler. Hey, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> can you can you guys tell the excitement of the Howler? Uh, well. <laughs> no? No, all right. I, you know, I, you, you know me, man. I try to under-promise and over-deliver. Right. Uh, so, so I don't need you know, catchy. Hey, I don't need catchy phrases. I don't need snappy hooks. I don't need ain't no clickbait with me. Okay, uh, it's the real deal. There you go. Well, for all for all of our new listeners, since we're a new member of the Odyssey Radio Network, we'd like to invite everybody to stick around after this short intro and check out what we like to call the midweek howl. And what the midweek howl is is it's just our little. Uh, story time with the with the Ozark Howler, um, in which we try to try to lighten your week up a little bit with a with a fit, 10, 15 minutes of laughter. So stick around, laugh with us, enjoy the stories. Um, no harm, no foul. Um, so just be ready to uh, to to go to a world that uh, you probably hoped didn't exist in the world. And expect to be entertained. <laughs> expect to be entertained. So you got it. You, do you have any warnings or? Uh, no, you know what? though? I wasn't. But what I was going to say is, so may, maybe I, after I just told you, there's a hook. There's no hook. There's a, there's a there's a hook. You know, I I think I said it earlier on the last one. I did with you guys. You know, I I got a story for almost everything. You know, because I just been on. I was on the street for almost thirty years, so I got a story for everything. So if if you got a subject, send it to From the Shadows podcast, and I'll tell you a story about it. Yeah, yeah. And for the, I guess for those new listeners, the Howler has thirty years of being a sheriff, a highway patrolman, uh, air marshal, a homeland security, and and probably a lifetime of just being an all around funny dude. So redneck uh, man, redneck. redneck. There you go, <laughs> so we hope we hope that uh, you give us give give this little segment a chance and go check out the holler and uh, like you said, if you got some stories that you guys are interested in 
you know, asking about or if he's going to have to send it to you guys because I'm not on social media. So it's got to go. Yeah, he's not. He's not on social media. So so if you really really want to say some good stuff about him, we'll share it with him. And if you say some bad stuff about him, don't waste your time. He won't ever hear it. We'll, he's kind of fragile, so we won't let him. So with that, thanks for welcoming welcoming us onto the Odyssey Radio Network, and we hope that uh, you enjoy the show. Hey, I seen a dude, just to give you a little snippet, there was a guy that was having some personal potholes, right? So he goes out on the train bridge. I'm sorry, a highway bridge where it crosses a train bridge. They're perpendicular. Mm -hmm. The train runs parallel to the river. The highway bridge crosses the river and the tracks subsequently. So he went out there. He was having personal issues, and he took a uh, uh, Smith & Wesson 686, which is a big old stainless revolver, and he hung on the side of the highway bridge over the train tracks, shot himself in the head, fell down on the tracks. And then the train, we got the call from the, the UP train after it ran over what was left of him. So he was, he was like triple. He was like, a, he was like making sure it was going to happen. Cause he had the, the he was gunshot. hanging. He was hanging. He, no, he didn't the, hang himself. He was, he like, no, but I was hanging from the bridge and yeah, like with one arm and then he shot himself in the head. So when he died, he fell straight down onto the track. So he had the gunshot uh, wound to the head. That's, de- that's determination. The, right the fall there, onto the tracks and then the train that ran over him. Now you tell me that ain't nuts or not nuts, hmm. but I mean, you want to talk about, I didn't even see, he's probably a pilot or something. They're all in the redundancy like that. So, um, <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. God, dude, you just look at that and you go, what the heck? Is going on in your world? Holy uh, smokes! So there wasn't really much left of the dude by the time. Oh no, trains don't. You know when you're when people are laying flat, the train goes over top of them. What it does is it cuts the appendage that's over the the track itself off. Mm-hmm. You know, so so, and then they don't bleed much either. Even live people that get hit by trains, if they're like I seen a dude lose both of his legs on the track. They were jacking around and the train moved. They, they were jacking around the train, and they realized the, 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 the first time they realized that people were coming was when the locomotive, you're talking 75, 80 car freight line, right? When the locomotive hit it on the other end, then everything moved two or three feet. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't yep. know if you've ever been around trains when they take off or stop. They choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. Yes, they do. So anyway, it it it, it ran over his, his legs just above the knee. Ugh. right at the knee okay and it was like a pinch off you know what i mean it like mm-hmm. it like it like pinched them off but because of the weight or whatever it sealed those legs closed and there wasn't 10 drops of blood wow does that make sense because it yeah. somehow it's the friction the weight friction of the train or whatever mm-hmm. uh-huh just smashed it and like sealed yeah, it off dude, like folding an envelope hey, yeah, I seen a dude one time that was um he had a like, like a, folding an envelope. You just compared you Yeah, just that's compared a great comparison. Yeah. Oh, I seen another dude and this one hits home kind of cuz I knew this guy. Um I went to an assist ambulance call one day and I was the first car there and uh, uh a dude was hanging out of his uh Vermeer 605J hay baler back in the day. And he had a big old wad of hay that was bound up, and he stood there and was, was I guess, trying to kick it in. You know what I mean? So when it finally broke loose, his leg went in there and got caught. And, you know, if you've been around a big, large hay baler, it's got those big black... Um, feeders? 
Yeah, but they're they're like a belt that that wraps that thing. There's like half a dozen dozen of them. So anyway, he was standing there. It had when that thing closed, it had pinched his leg right about or just above the ankle. Mm, mm, mm. But it was either the I think it was the friction of those belts or whatever running, and he didn't bleed at all. And when, when I shut the tractor off and pinched that thing open to the the feeder gate or whatever to get him out, I don't want to say he was fine, but he seemed, other than the fact he was freaked out, he was in pretty good shape because it, it, it had not only pinched it off, but cauterized it at the same time, and he didn't have a massive loss of blood or anything. Man, that's like a, a welder. Yeah. Well, well, well okay, so um, let's, let's, let's finish off this episode before anybody that's morbid gets... okay so that's hey, morbid. Like, I, take, I, I was a patrolman i don't know if i was a trooper first class at the time but i was a patrolman and i had been sent down here to the ozarks okay i had started out in northwest northeast missouri and and an opening had came up down here so my captain had called me so i came right down here because i i grew up not too far from here it's kind of like going back home and and, but it's in the summertime down here. It is absolutely nuts. You, you Google up Party Cove Lake of the Ozarks, and you'll see what this place is like in the summertime. Which so, is but, why you moved. Why you moved back? Well, it's, there's a lot of fishing, a lot of hunting and fishing, and cheap property tax and stuff like that. So, anyhow, um, at the same time, there was a 19, 20 year old kid that worked in our garage. It washed cars and stuff, and I'm gonna call him Mike. And he was always on. He 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 always wanted to be a cop. He was going to cop school, and you know these cops kind of have have groupies, if you will. So he always wanted to ride. Let's get into some stuff, man. I want to ride with you. And I said, and I'd take him out, and you know we'd go out and you pull people over, arrest them or whatever, and he'd get to see it. Now he's a sergeant on the highway patrol, so I mean he's a real dude. But at the time, he was just a punk kid. And anyway, I had gotten assigned to the Missouri State Fair. And the Missouri State Fair, these troopers are there every every day. So when you're assigned to the fair, you're there the day before and until the day after. So it's about a 12-day or 14-day assignment, whatever it is. So, and because of your days off, you might only work. If it's August, you might only work the road one or two days because you have to, you're going to the fair for 12 or 13 days. Then you have your days off a month, which is eight. So, you know, there's just a few days a month you have to work. So he says, hey, man, I want to come. I see you're the late car on Saturday night. I'm going to come down and ride with you or Friday night, whichever it was. I think it was a Saturday night. And I said, I'm not going to do anything. I'm, a, I'm going to the fair. I'm off about three days, and I'm going to the fair. So I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to come down and ride with you. Yeah, sure, you would do something. I said, nope, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just work. I just like the idea that you're just not going to do anything. Yeah, you just don't do anything. That's what it's called. You don't get anything. You answer the call if they call you, but if they don't call you, you don't you don't do anything. You don't go looking for you don't go looking for trouble. Right. But you know, I was kind of lazy too. So that's a whole that's another segment. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we sit down at this office, and our office at the time was in the basement of a of a hospital, big hospital. You know, they give us free office space. So <clears throat> we're sitting down there, and we sit down in that basement office. I do paperwork, so my paperwork is usually terrible. And I had to do this paperwork. So about one thirty in the morning, it, and all night he's bugging me, dude, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I said, I, I told you I wasn't doing nothing. 
about one thirty or two in the morning. Now I'm just going to just drive home because I get off at three. So we get in the car and we're driving up. And the only thing this will mean is people who have been here very much, especially the old back big. It was a business highway. It's got two lanes in each direction with a turn lane in the middle. You know, it's US 54 and there's about seven miles, maybe eight miles from the north end to the south end. So imagine an eight mile boulevard if you will now there's a highway bypass and a bunch of other stuff but at the time it was eight miles of two lanes in each direction with a turn lane in the middle full of stuff on the sides walmart buffalo wild wings lowe's home depot just all kinds of all the stuff that makes america great right now some of the stuff wasn't there so there wasn't a home depot or lowe's but there was a McDonald's and a Hardee's and Taco Bell and mom and pop stores and, and, and whatnot. So we're, we're getting toward the north end, and there's a pretty busy intersection there. And I see a car that's coming at us, and it's going fast. And when you're out there on the road, you know how fast they're going. You just get to where you see it's how fast. And I had a, if I checked him out, what we call the front antenna, you had a front antenna for your radar and a back antenna. So I checked him out of my front antenna at 90-some miles an hour, 97, 98, something like that. And as he went by, I turned on my alley light, which will mean something to the cops. So when he went by, I seen had a real good look at his car. Now, we're in a major thoroughfare, so there's street lights and all this other stuff. But as it went by, I realized it was an old square-body cop car, like 88, 89, Chevy Caprice, dark blue, had the spotlight. And uh, <clears throat> I checked him out of the back antenna about 100 miles an hour. So I spun around in this big intersection, and I start going after him. Well, the problem when you start going after somebody, especially if they're going 100 miles an hour and you have just turned around or come from a dead stop, you've got to go 100 just to catch up, to just to break even with them, right? And at, at 60 miles an hour, you're going a mile a minute. So, you know, he's already a mile and a half ahead of you. So, oh, yeah. so if you turn your head, red lights on too fast, they know you're chasing them, and they then if they're committed to running, they can really get away from you pretty fairly easy. So what you generally do is you try to close that distance before you turn your side, red lights and stuff on. So I turned around and I started trying to close that distance, but this dude wasn't slowing down. And and, and even though it's two in the morning, there's all kinds of you know, stuff that can happen because there's gas stations and stores and whatnot. So I went ahead and turned my red lights on. And now I'm running 100 miles, 110, 115. And then I'm going, dude, I got to turn my siren on. Because you got to let people, you got to let people know, right? I mean, even though this is 25, 20, you couldn't do it today. You'd be indicted. I I don't even know what they'd do to you today. So then I turned my siren on and, and, and I could start to see him and, I went across the Hurricane Deck Bridge down here. Um, I'm sorry, the Grand Glaze Bridge at 125 miles an hour. So I thought, man, I'm going to have to call the troop here pretty quick because, you know, I'm. and you never want to use the, we call it the P word, the word pursuit, because what happens when you call pursuit, they, they, they do all this stuff. But I must have called it because I vividly remember them what they call clear the net. They do a plectron tone and say all cars, emergency traffic only pursuit in the Lake Ozark area, which was me. So <clears throat> I tell them I've got one refusing to stop. It's a late 80s Caprice southbound. And 
you know, at some point I start catching up to the guy and he went from going 110 miles an hour to, to pulling into a parking lot so fast. I was afraid I was going to have to go. I was going to have to go around him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like immediately. Yeah. And in that last 15, 20 seconds, the back door, the door looks like it's coming open. I tell this kid, Mike with me, the kid that wanted to do something. Now he's freaked. I mean, he's freaking out. Careful, careful what you wish for. Right? Yeah, he's freaking out. And I had a, and I carried this little backup pistol, and I, I remember handing him the backup pistol. He's like, "What am I doing with that?" And I said, "I don't know what these dudes are doing, but when you know what I mean, when we, when this, when this gets stopped, we're on." You know? He's like, "Dude, I work in the car wash." I said, <laughs> "Yeah, he, he, he step up to the plate." You know what I mean? And, you want to be a cop? Here you go. And uh, mount up and let's ride, cowboy, because it's on. Uh, so they pulled in. There's a there's a hotel, and then right next across in the hotel parking lot, right now you know how uh, there's a gas station and a McDonald's. There's just all this stuff, and it's two o'clock, two fifteen in the morning. So when he gets stopped, he doesn't get out, but I do. I jump straight out and I run kind of way out, ten, twelve, fifteen feet from my car. Now, I got bright lights, takedown lights, spotlight on them. So I got these guys lit up. There's two of them in the car. And I run way out to the left for two reasons. First of all, we get kind of get an angle on him. Second of all, most bad, most people, when they get out of the car or they're looking back, they're focused on the cop car or they think I'm going to walk up to the door, right? So anyway, I got my gun out and I'm yelling like only you could do back in the 80s, 90s, early <laughs> 90s. And uh, they got the windows down, and the passenger it starts kind of the passenger's freaking out. He's almost in tears. The driver's telling him to shut up. And uh, you know, I do the cops deal. I finally get a hold of him, get their attention, and tell him, "Hey, shut the car off. Throw the keys out the the window." Which he did. I made him crawl out the window because it's something I saw LAPD do on cops. And and. <laughs> I had a brand new car, and, and my car was uh, it was kind of state-of-the-art at the time. The siren would quit when you put it in park. And the other thing that would happen is you could set it to where your, your police radio came on the loudspeaker over your siren speaker. So if you were out of the car, it's kind of a waste when you think about it now because we all had lapel mics and stuff. But, you know, they, not everybody had them. So at the time, I'm giving him orders. I can hear the the county, Miller County, calling Jefferson City State, which was Troop F, my troop, what they call point to point. And the, and the Troop F operator kept telling them to stand by. There's a pursuit in the lake area. And it went by two or three times. So finally, the, the county operator said the gas station of 54 and 42 was just robbed at gunpoint. And we think he's ch- that's the guys he's chasing in the, in the Blue Capris. So mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. this guy hears that. And I remember he's on all fours. I'm making him crawl out the window and crawl toward my voice. And I remember him looking up and going, he's in tears. And he goes, we didn't rob nothing. And when I seen him in tears, he's bleed from his face and his head. Okay. So I hear him <laughs> crawl out and I handcuff him and I set him up on the curb. That's kind of the way you used to do it. You know what I mean? Nowadays, I guess they kneel on him or whatever. But in those days, you would handcuff him and you'd just set him up on the curb. 
and and then I tell the passenger to get out, and he is full blown ball. I'm saying we didn't do nothing, and and people. So you got are, a, you got a couple of guys, of tough guys, crying. On yes, the and people. Okay. You know what's funny is, after it calmed down, I could I remember people this gas station that you know it was a 24 hour gas station, so people are buying beer, ice, or whatever they're buying, and I remember watch looking at my guys on the curb and thinking I beat beat up the one guy. <laughs> because I got to talking to him, and 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 he has had his ass handed to him, right? You know, shortly before our introduction. So <laughs> I asked him what happened, and he said, "I thought you were." He kept saying, "I thought you guys were chasing us," and I said, "We were chasing you." And he goes, "No, I thought you were him." And I'm like, "What do you mean him? I thought you were so and so." And I don't remember. And I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, the dude that beat me up. I thought you were him coming after me. And I guess the first couple of miles when I had my, before I had my red lights on, he thought I was the dude chasing him. Uh-huh. Well, he had, he had, he had, he had started up a romance with a girl that worked at another 24 hour gas station whose husband was in the penitentiary <clears throat> and he had gotten out on parole and had, and had ambushed him there with the wife one day talking to her, whatever, at two in the morning at a shell station and commenced to beating this guy up and, and went so far as to, you know, it's a camping store. So uh, it's got these little bundles of firewood for five bucks or whatever, you know, it, <laughs> out down here, you know, they, so the gas stations all have firewood and coal. Milk oh yeah. And coal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So started beating him up with a piece of firewood and actually took a, the lid off of, thing of Coleman white fuel and dumped on him was going to light him on fire. <laughs> and so he, which he did, which he obviously didn't think through because they're at a gas station and lighting a guy on fire at a gas station probably wouldn't end it. Well, you know, he had just the fact that he was being on parole was prima facie evidence of poor decision-making. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it was back in my day. So, <clears throat> Needless to say, they fled, and the, the blue car belonged to his sister. And he had picked up his nephew riding a bike. So the reason why the doors were, looked like they appeared to be open, they had this big 10, 20-speed road bike, bicycle, in the back with some black bungee cords holding the doors closed because they couldn't quite get them closed. <laughs> and he had just picked up his nephew, you know what I mean? Didn't need a ride and said, oh, by the way, I'm going to stop by and see this girl. Girl's husband, parolee, shows up, starts beating him up. They fled. Well, the parolee, you know, nothing makes you fall back in love faster than knowing you're about to go back to prison. So they they put aside their domestic dis- differences right then, and but the stores tore up. So she decides, or he decides, one of the two, that she would call 911 and say it was being robbed, and then he fought the guys off. <laughs> which is what she did she called 911 and said this you know we were being robbed at gunpoint and my husband the parolee shows up and fights the guys off and they just took off in his blue car so <clears throat> but they didn't take the tapes and back in them days it was VCR tapes so the first thing the detectives did was pull the tapes roll the tape and realize that she lied so so I bring this guy to jail. It was it was almost orchestrated as we're all putting this together. So I bring this guy to jail for about 25 traffic violations. And at the same time, him and her are being booked for filing a police 
false police report because even though the, once the detectives and the deputies realized it was fake, they kept talking to them, letting them add more to their story, more to their story, more to their story. And then they put the kibosh on them. So all of them went to jail. The only person I put the nephew back on the 20 speed. He's riding down the highway. Last time I saw him. (laughs) 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 I love it. That was a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast dot go or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called after the shadows. And tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. (laughs) <laughs> God only knows what's hiding in that shadows. God only knows what's hiding in that shadows. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.